Welcome to We Do Whatever It Takes. I'm Danny Ray. And I'm Kimberly. I'm a magician and a pastor. <laughs> and I'm an associate marriage and family therapist. Welcome back to another episode of We Do Whatever It Takes. And Danny, why do we do whatever it takes? What does that mean? Yeah, so first year of our marriage, we made a decision to do whatever it takes to create a great marriage. And it's our challenge for you today, if you're listening, is we want your marriage to be great. And it's not going to be easy. There's going to be things that you have to say, you know what, we're going to go to counseling, or you know what, we're going to read this book together, we're going to do this Mm -hmm. devotional together, we're going to do something to create a great marriage, because great marriages don't happen, they're just, they have to be. Not by accident. Not by accident, (laughs) they have to be intentional, and so our challenge with this podcast is how can you be intentional if you have an incredible marriage, how can you make it even better as we look up wrapping 2023, how can you make the um, the holiday season um, even better? better than it was last mm-hmm. year. Maybe it's creating a memory to get um, together. But on this episode, this is what we're going to talk about. We're talking about self-fulfilling prophecy today. Ooh, so good. Uh, yeah, You had an example of this that uh, back in your youth ministry days, right? When you were the youth pastor. Youth yeah, pastor. Youth pastor, not Ruth <laughs> pastor, but youth pastor, yes. Yeah, so... It it just seemed like, you know, I was doing a lot of counseling, I think, as most youth pastors do yeah. with, you know, parents that are coming to them, students that are coming to them. And you would hear from parents, and this happened when we had kids too, that they would talk about the teenage years with like this dread. Yeah. Like it's coming. It's yeah, going to be the yeah. worst season of your life. Because you know? everybody says so. Because yeah. every movie, every book, everything. Yeah. yeah. In our culture so anyway. much around this of like, these are going to be the toughest, the worst years you're going to have as parents. I'm like, is there another option? I mean, can we choose something else? I mean, but people, that is kind of how you how you said it. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of like when you're in the grocery store with, when they were babies, you oh, know, and you get parenting was, yeah. advice. How did that go, babe? Oh, Weren't yeah. You looking for parenting advice? Yeah, in line while my kids are screaming their heads off. And yes, please, little grandma, tell me what you think <laughs> I should do about their attitude and that they should put socks. I should put socks on their little feet that they've Brian already pulled off. Brian still doesn't put two socks on. He only does one. <laughs> Our oldest, that is so true. Gosh, that's funny. Yeah, but it, it unsolicited advice is what I called that. And that's, um, yeah, not always wanted. Yeah, so <laughs> sometimes with unsolicited advice, you get, you know, the teenage years are going to mm. be horrible. But forget that. Yeah. It happens in marriages, too, is one of the big ones that you hear is like the self-fulfilling prophecy is the seven-year itch. Oh, when you get to seven years, it's just horrible. Like I stopped liking my wife at that point. I stopped yeah. it. I'm not saying this personally. Yeah, well, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not that there's not truth in some of these things. Like, oh, the teenage years um, can be difficult. Sure. It can be trying. They're going through a massive amount of changes emotionally, physically, so, yeah. uh, all those things. And so... Uh, Which then requires us as parents to make changes to how we're parenting them. Right. right? So it's, yeah, it's a both and. Yeah. And so in our marriage, you know, when you hear like, oh, seven year itch, it's going to be horrible. You know, you're going to stop, you know, all these feelings are going to stop your sex life, this. And it's like, well, wait, wait, wait. Can there be another option? <laughs> <Is> there, <laughs> I'd so, like to choose door number 
three, <laughs> door number <Yeah>. two. <laughs> and I'll get into another one that we're in the midst of, and we just celebrated Thanksgiving, and now we're moving towards Christmas, um, mm-hmm. or I realize there's other people that might um, celebrate other holidays out there, but... Uh, for us moving towards the, the Christmas season, right, is sometimes people just dread being with their family. And sure. you'll hear things, even in our household early on, I could remember, you know, saying things like, I just dread or, ah, this is going to be frustrating. Yeah. And instead of um, speaking life um, that could be, we're speaking of the past of, this is how, how it always happens, yeah. so it's going to continue this way. Yeah, so always statements and never statements, <laughs> they always turn out true. Wait a minute. Uh, no, no, not good. Uh, so, so our challenge for you in this podcast as we look at this is, what does it look like to change the trajectory mm. of your your time with with family during the holiday season or maybe you're coming up on that 7 years maybe you're you've been married 5 years and you're like yeah um things aren't we're not in that honeymoon phase anymore mm, things mm. aren't or maybe you're in a different season where you know we're about to enter into a possible empty nest syndrome mm-hmm. or syndrome I'm not uh, syndrome empty, yeah um, but time of life time of life uh, empty yeah. nest um uh time of life where the kids are all out but um, our oldest, he let us know that's not happening. He's like, I'm moving back in and picking Spencer with me and Caroline will be like, I'm like oh, wow. All oh. right. So, so much for thinking that's going to happen. Seriously. I'd already started crying about it, but, uh, I guess it's not happening. Brian yet. Said, so don't cry. Nope, don't cry. They're coming home. <laughs> We're All coming right. Home. So regardless of the season mm. you're in, these principles that we want to talk about today work in one of the biggest ones is hope changes the future. When you Hmm. hope for something, especially when we look at a biblical hope, because biblical hope is founded in who God is, Mm. not the way we talk about hope um, in America or in the world today, which hope, which is based on our circumstances or on what we could do. You know, it's almost like wishful thinking. Yeah. But when we look at um, having hope in, in what God has for us, the plan that he has for us, which is to give us a future to give us um, his blessing, to give mm-hmm. us um, favor, to to love us, to cherish us. So all these things that he wants to do in us, and um, he calls us his children, that we're mm-hmm. a royal priesthood, that we're loved by him, that we're chosen, that when we begin to go, wow, what if this is true? Mm. What if I lived into those yeah. things? In Philippians, it says... Um, let us live up to what we've already attained. attained yeah. God's already attained blessing and favor and joy and hope and peace and all these things for us, but we have to live into those. Yeah. And that's different than the self-fulfilling prophecy of saying things are going to be and you fill in like this negative. Yeah. So we could reverse that. And this, again, this isn't wishful thinking. This isn't, um, I, I'm going to... Uh, a million dollars is going to appear on Christmas Day because I'm just going to will it in. Oh, uh, yeah, about, no. You know, that's not, not what we're talking uh, about. Is It's not realistic. It's um, And so it's not realistic for you to just go like, we're going to have this incredible Christmas without putting any time and energy into. Yeah. Well, how do we do that? Yeah, so that's, yeah a, that's wishful thinking. That's yeah. not a, yeah. And so you have to implement strategies. You yeah. have to be intentional. You have to think about what is it you want that's different from whatever hasn't worked in the past. Mm. And so 
Let me just ask you, babe, uh, what are, what's like one thing right now that somebody can implement today, you know, that they go, okay, I'm going to have a conversation with my spouse and we, we normally kind of dread this and we've used mm-hmm. those words even like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I'm dreading going to maybe parents' house, in-laws' house, who knows? Uh, but what's one thing they could do to change the trajectory of that? Yeah, a bunch of ideas come to mind as far as uh, different scenarios, but I'm trying to think of, uh, I think a lot of people, at least in America around this time of year, are going to their uh, office Christmas parties, right? right? So that might be something that a lot of people can relate to. And uh, I have to say, I'm pretty excited about going to mine, but that's not the case for everybody and for every couple. Um, So sometimes a couple is getting, or one of the people in that couple is getting dragged to the company. Right, right. So let's just take that as a scenario, right? So the somebody, one of the people in the in the couple, one person, the husband wants to go, and the and the wife doesn't. Okay, fine. So, um, and and there might be a tendency to start bringing up always. Well, we always go to your party and we always do this and we always, you know, I always get left by you. I think this is a common one at parties that you just go off and talk to everybody without me. And then I'm just left by myself and it's uncomfortable and I don't like it. And right. So, and maybe. So if that's happening, what's a strategy that they can do so that they don't feel left out? Yeah, that one actually. they don't know everybody at the party the way the, you know, person working for the company, they know everybody. They want to catch up with people. Right. But the the spouse is like, oh, I remember Mary. Oh, she's talking to somebody and this person. So what's up? Right, right. So it depends on the couple, obviously, what what will work for them. Uh, We actually found that out. We had that scenario in the first year or two of marriage and uh, or maybe even in dating just with your family because it's so huge. And you would go off and and talk to people and I'd be like, "Uh, Just to give you an idea, if uh, we have a family gathering, usually there's like 70 to 90 people. (laughs) So that's just our small gathering. Picture the the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding and, and yours. Would be Wait, you're more... saying my family's fat? No, oh my god. Can gosh. you say fat anymore? <laughs> no, I don't think you can. Taylor Swift got in trouble for that. Anyway. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> at least I think I heard that. Um, anyway, so back to the scenarios. So in that scenario, I asked you when I finally figured out that, hey, this is awkward and, and I don't like being left while you go talk to your family. Um, we had a conversation that was just, hey, I, I don't like it. It makes me feel whatever, left out and and awkward and all those things. And the compromise we came up with was, how about I come in, like, check back with you every so often and make sure that you're still doing okay. So, and that for us, that worked. Now, another couple might say, nope, don't leave my side. And that's, that's okay, too. That's a reasonable ask for, for some people that, that's a really hard place to put them in. You know, let's say somebody yeah, who would really not want to leave the house, right? They want to right. be in their pajamas and and not go to this Christmas party at all. So they're making an effort and going, but how can we compromise and, and do this yeah, together? Yeah, I think that's based on just part of the way God's designed some people to be um, a little bit more introverted. Yeah. Some are more extroverted. And I know people that thrive in party situations oh, yeah. where they're just like, I can't wait to meet these people. I'm like, you don't know anybody. Doesn't matter. Like, I can I meet know. people. I can have fun. I get to, you know, I don't understand I get to tell that. Stories. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm glad they're those people, but I am not one of them. <laughs> and so that's where, but 
people wouldn't know that about you because mo- most of the people that you're around, you have some sort of relationship. Right. And in those scenarios, and those you I'm happy to talk with them. Yeah. But yeah. when you don't, uh-uh. you tend to like wallflower it a little bit. Oh, you're like, yeah. Let me back up. Let me back up. Let me Or just in. don't go. I would rather just <laughs> stay home. If I can find a way to stay home, I'd rather not put myself in that. But that's not always possible, right? Maybe we have you to need go. Counseling. <laughs> <laughs> I love this is true. Um, there are times where I do. Uh, so I think that scenario of, of self-fulfilling prophecy, let's kind of get back to that, where we um, maybe there's been a pattern there that we think every Christmas party has always worked out this way. So talk about it before you go. And there's and one decide. of the huge keys is is talk about it. Yeah. Be intentional of what or share what you want so you can be intentional of meeting the other person's needs yeah, and yeah. not just meeting your own of like, hey, I just want to go catch up with everybody or I just want to sit here and talk to one person and the other person wants me to meet people. You know, like right, whatever those right. expectations are. Uh, Talking talk that through beforehand. Whether yeah. that's a family party, a, a office a party, whatever office it is. Party, yeah. yeah. Any of those, neighborhood. The, yep. those principles um, work for. What about for the the person that's thinking, you know, with like the, 70 or itch thing is we have been hearing from people yeah. and that could be any other season of life, you know, um, with, um, people that are, um, having children, right. Mm. Sometimes you'll just hear like those first years, it's going to be horrible. You know, it, it's just like, well, wait, another <laughs> option, you know, and we call those the insane years, those toddler years. Um, and that's not that to put that, um, self-fulfilling prophecy, like your, your those years are going to be insane. But there is something about those toddler years that isn't normal. You have um, lack of communication for most kids under, you know, we'll take the babies, you know, where they're, they're just grabbing and wanting mm. and, you know, and then toddler stage, they're crawling and then all of a sudden they're running around and, mm-hmm. you know, things are breaking that you, you thought you um, fireproofed and did everything in your house. <laughs> um, speaking of fires, um, your son started a fire when he was a toddler, but. um, Oh my goodness. You, do you remember that party? <laughs> oh, oh, it was a yeah. Christmas party. Family yeah, I wasn't Christmas kidding. party. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I think yeah. I blocked that out for a reason. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch your toddlers closely. There, there's our our tip of the day. <laughs> yeah, is they they're insane because they're always bringing something new to new, the table. Yeah, yeah. They're waking you up in the middle of the night. They haven't figured this world out yet. Okay, but I'm going to stop you there. But you just called it insane. Does it have to be insane? I'm, And that's what I'm trying to clarify okay. is, is I think given those years, it's so different from any other years of life. You know, mm-hmm. the, the changes that are happening in those first five years. I feel like at five years, you could have a normal conversation with your kids, you know, but <laughs> at two in the grocery store, when they're seeing candy at their eye level oh, for yeah. the first time and you're That's saying fun. no, they're like, I do not understand. <laughs> this does not compute, compute because yeah. everything I see at my level is perfect for what I want. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, lady. <laughs> you're not my mom, um, which we've heard um, parents deal with as kids scream through the grocery store. You're not my mom, you know, trying to get their way. Oh, I'm um, so thankful. So do they have to be that. insane? Define insane. I think they're, those are very different years for most couples. I'm trying to think of- I'm going to push back with, a tiny bit on that right, since we're talking right. about about not labeling these things. So I think what, what you might be saying is that for us, 
those were really crazy years. That was difficult. For a lot of people I know. And, are, and for a lot of, uh, but that doesn't mean, somebody could say the same thing okay, about so seven year itch. Somebody like could say, right? Right? All right. So I'm going to so, kind of call you out on this one. All right. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so I will work on not saying those are insane years. I will say. Because it may not a, be. Is there another massive, option? There. Uh, wow. Is there another wow. option? Do they have to be insane years? Because the reality is, especially they, in mom's but they groups. they were great years. They I'm were. I'm not saying they weren't uh, good years for us. I'm saying there was, I, we got woken up in the middle of the night often, you know, and sure. I don't think that's uncommon. There's babies that sleep through the night, but there's... <laughs> I've heard about them, but yeah, I haven't had that one is. Uh, So, so okay, yeah, but here's I will work on not saying that they're insane years. <laughs> I get your to, point. I get yeah, your point. I'm not trying to totally call you out, but there it is. So I'm thinking back to mops groups. I used to okay. go to mothers of preschoolers when, when the kids were, well, when the boys were really little um, until I couldn't because one would scream the whole time. Um, but there were moms who were thriving on it. The, the lack of sleep for them, for some, some reason, it was okay. So there are people who absolutely, those are their favorite years as they look back and, and treasure the, you know, the, the babies screaming all night. I, I I, I'm not one of them. So, I mean, I love the babies, but that part was All definitely right, more difficult. I'll retract my insane okay. years. I will retract it. Okay. That's a self-fulfilling prophecy that doesn't it, need to be. Right? Um, so, so, yeah. So, same with the the baby years. Don't have to be called the insane years. The, the, um, the seven-year itch was interesting. I honestly had never heard that um, until we were in it. Like, we were in our sixth or seventh year and some... And and having some kind of struggles, but probably because kids were little still and all that. Yeah. But um, nothing. Or because I was in the equation. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, we had a ministry where you, you, well, still have a ministry where you're on the road a lot. And, and yeah. so it could have had anything to do with those. I, I don't remember the specifics of, of why it got a little bit, a little bit harder. Um, but. Well, we were literally, that was the year, um, at seven years was the year we were starting a ministry where I was traveling the country. Okay. So that's the beginning of that. That's the very, well, then yes, it's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But so, okay. So we threw a wrench into our, like, we made a huge change. Yeah. We were stepping into the unknown in every way in for the first time, really, in seven years, we had a major. No, two years in, we had a major change, moving um, back from Colorado to California, and then for five years, where I was, you know, youth pastor doing that. But then that um, seven years, that was a, probably the largest change we had had. Yeah, vocationally, yeah. everything yeah. was about to go up in the air. And, a huge tr- and I think trust. you felt alone during those years of. Having to raise kids, we had two at that time, yeah, and having to so, raise kids on your own. And I'm like, no, I'm here, but you're like, are you? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Okay, so we can go look back and pinpoint some of the reasons that those were that was a difficult year or that timing, but that was really, I, I must have shared with a friend or something, just like. I, I never shared a whole lot uh, with friends. I'll, I'll be specific there, but uh, must have shared something in general. And they were like, oh, well, this is year seven. It's a seven-year itch. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'd never heard of that. Um, and I still have to admit, I don't hear it very often uh, these days, but but that's just in my own circle. Um, so I – but but it is out there as an American, you know, thought and, and it right. must be, there must be some truth for some people that somehow that's a difficult year. Um, 
but it it doesn't have to be right is our point that whatever that self-fulfilling prophecy whatever it is that you've heard that uh, I think the teenage years that we started this podcast with talking about that 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 one's a huge one there's just this assumption that those teenage years have to be awful and just terrible and you're just going to hold on for dear life and just hope that you make it through and I love that you learned that as a youth pastor to go wait a minute there has to be another option because that showed up again then at when we were parents and, you know, to these new teenagers and going, okay, wait a minute, it doesn't have to be terrible, like like everybody said. And we can we can try our best to do things differently. And I think that's what we we started doing was like, how can we do it differently so that it's not terrible? Right. Yeah, one of the we- things that we did do during that season is I talked to uh, a couple different authors at that time that I mm. knew that had written books on Wait a minute. So the rest of us go and read books, but you just get to talk to the authors. Yeah, then you don't I, have I to see read how the book. It is. You know? All right. <laughs> now it makes um, sense. <laughs> I read the book too. But I, I talked to a couple different authors that had written into the space of transition into manhood, mm. which we've lost in our culture. Of, yeah. You know, our transitions are like, Hey, you could smoke now. You could drink now. You could, you know, when a kid turns a certain age, right? That's, that's it for us. Yeah. There's not really this. What are the qualities of what it means to be Mm, uh, a man or uh, woman? Yeah. And so, so we, we started to think about that with our, our firstborn Mm -hmm. and go, and we created a, a day where I had seven different men pour into him Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we did, different kind of adventures that talked about what it means to be a man. Yeah. And and then we told them from this day on, we're no longer going to call you a boy. Mm. Um, and you're not a man yet, but you are a young man. And mm. so we started to um, treat him differently. And then we, you know, did that with the other kids. But it was, start. how do you think different about those teenage years and start to shape those? And yeah. so, yeah, that, but those... Uh, that day became significant in his life, and there were certain yeah, yeah. things we gave to to Brian and and then later and then to made, Spencer when it was yeah, his turn made yeah, for yeah. him. So yeah, yeah. So I I think, but it, it's intentional. There's a story I share, which I like the idea of sharing it in a different way <clears throat> to fit more of this mm. of being intentional with doing something positive and doing something that's more beneficial for our marriage. Okay. So the way I normally share this is more a negative, which is if you were to leave New York and fly to Los Angeles, mm. and if you were just off by one degree, yeah, um, you would end up a hundred miles um, south in San Diego. Right, that's so beautiful, but the, that's probably not where yeah, we were heading. Not yeah. where you're heading. So and my luggage isn't going to end up in trying the right to spot. head to Los Angeles, and you're just off by one degree. And normally, I share like that as a negative. But what would it look like? Because San Diego, you know, it's like it's that's, beautiful. I'm, I yeah. think that's where Jesus lives. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> so what's it look like to make one degree of change in your mm. marriage as you're looking at? You know, these these things, maybe the, the holiday or seven day or whatever that thing is that popped into your head that you go, wow, yeah, we have self-fulfilling. We're, we're saying things that aren't true or don't need mm. to be true or might not be true. What if you change just by one degree? That could have a huge impact on your marriage. I like it. Maybe they end up in Hawaii. Maybe that's the end of that, Whoa. that metaphor. 
<laughs> I like that a lot. The uh, So yeah, what changes can you make to just change that that eventual trajectory, um, right? But it, it's small changes. So talking it through, obviously, is is one of the things. So talking it through t- together. Yeah. Um, it's, it, sometimes we think it, it has to be this big thing. Yeah. But there's small things. Throw a little pebble into your shoe and try to go for a run. All of a sudden, it's like really difficult. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have a, a small thing that you could change that takes that pebble out. And all of a sudden, you guys are running into your... Um, your office party, you're running into your um, family gatherings with a much better attitude, with more joy coming out, going like, that was actually, we actually had a good time this year. Yeah. You know, instead of it just being like, man, I'm so frustrated with you. And now there's silence on the car ride home or whatever that is. Right, right, right. Just because it's been whatever way it's been for the past whatever years, right? It doesn't have to be that this year. So for you, for Christmas, if it's different, if it's the office party, if it's the neighborhood gathering, whatever it is that you guys have had issues with in the past, it doesn't have to be that way this year. But what are you going to do to change it, right? It's not just hopeful, wishful thinking. Um, There there is hope that God gives us and and we can talk about ways together of, of making those changes. So what's that one change that you could talk to your spouse about today, or maybe you're listening mm. together and you say, this year it's going to be different because we're going to do this. Yes. This is Danny and Kimberly with We Do Whatever It Takes. 